0: everyone and welcome back to We're Watching Star Trek, the original series. As always, I'm Brandon and I'm here with Paul.
1: Yo, yo, what's up people? Um, I'm here again. I'm alive, I'm well, I'm doing good. Uh, Star Trek, uh, episode 7, I believe, so uh, let's get it.
0: Yep, we are on season 2, episode 7 and we're here with Dan. Are we
2: sure we're here with me? I might be over there.
0: <laughs> I mean, technically, here. you are over there. To me. I don't know where you are. To you, but you're over. You're over there. To me, uh,
2: I I can't disclose where I'm currently at right now. It's top yeah. secret Your location.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> that was last episode. Yeah, I
2: had I had, I had to go
0: underground. I had to go underground just in case. The uh the Chinese spy balloon knows where you are, or it knew oh, before oh, it was don't shot even down get into yesterday.
1: That. Oh my gosh! Don't <laughs> even get into the Chinese spy balloon.
0: Wow. <laughs> it's okay. It was shot down. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Just a quick reminder, we don't have a set release schedule anymore, we're going to try to be weekly, but uh, our work now owns us next Saturday, so we will not be doing any recordings, so that means that uh, next week there will be no episode. And uh, yeah, Twitter at WWST underscore podcast. I am going to throw out a little shout out to uh, one of my friends on Twitch. Uh, He is A5 Star Dining Experience, it's literally A, the number 5, and then Star Dining Experience, all one word. Uh, variety streamer, hell of a dude, uh, has been plugging at it for years and definitely deserves a little bit more attention. So if you have some downtime and you like to watch things on Twitch, check him out when you're not listening to us. Um, I think I covered all this the things I need to cover. So we are gonna cover season two, episode seven, "Cat's Paw," all one word, not uh, not a hyphen, not a cat space paw, not cat space spaw, just cat's paw. Uh, Original air date somewhere around October 27th, 1967, which oddly enough fits the theme of the episode. You know, I was October. actually wondering that because I didn't look at the date of it.
2: I'm like, I wonder if they uh, did this around yeah, Halloween. I
0: read, I read it. Uh, yeah, I read the air date around Halloween.
1: That's one of the things. It was like Halloween themed uh, episode. Oh,
0: so it was intentional.
1: Yeah, it was
0: intentional. Huh. Okay, well, that's cool. Um, so yeah, we start, uh, Enterprise is orbiting a planet and Uhura gives a report to Kirk and Spock that she hasn't received a response from whoever. Uh, I feel like we get this opening like every other week. They're always just like flying around waiting for somebody to talk to them. Like they really, they really <laughs> needed to work on the openings for these episodes. It's the same damn thing every time.
1: The only good thing is my, my girl, is back on like last episode, they had a replaced with old girl. So, you know, that's what I noticed. Immediately. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, so Kirk is uh pretty uneasy, and he says that Scotty and Sulu should have contacted them a half hour ago. So apparently he was waiting on Scotty and Sulu to get a hold of them. But you know when
2: Scotty when Scotty's partying though, you can't always rely on him to to contact you right away. <laughs> <laughs> they would have figured that no, out God, by no. now.
0: No, yeah. Of course. And he's always partying, so you would think they would they would know by now. Uh the really weird part of this though was Spock thinks that maybe they just don't have anything to report since their sensors are showing that there are no other life forms. But yeah, like, I, I feel like logically he knows that they know procedure and that they would report. Like yeah, nothing to report. Why would he think that? Like yeah, you know, we, maybe they just don't have anything to, to say. Report. Like yeah, that's that very unSpock like. Which would probably be exactly. standard. Yeah. So so report.
2: Yeah, like, report. Hey, that you guys there's put down there on that alien planet that like, you know we've only looked at yeah, once or exactly. twice. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Like, so yes, we are, or no, we aren't. Like, <laughs> that's that's it. Like, no, we're not good. Uh, But Kirk is not buying that, and uh, Uhura does get contact from someone in their landing party named Jackson, and uh, he reports that uh, they only have one person to beam up, and Kirk asks where Scott and Sulu are, but Jackson can't hear him because there's more interference, which is also becoming a common theme here. And uh, they have the transporter room prepared to beam Jackson up and send... Uh, McCoy there to the transporter room to uh, meet up with Kirk and Jackson. So, uh, in the transporter room, Jackson beams up as Kirk and McCoy are arriving, and Kirk goes to approach Jackson, but Jackson just falls over, just like falls straight down. And uh, they rush to him, and <laughs> McCoy pronounces him dead. That was a hell of a fall, by the way. I watched it a couple oh, times. Oh, dude, just
1: straight down. Like, he just, like, he's a, a hell of a stunt, man. Like, he just boom. like, I was like, yo, he yeah. didn't even break his fall at all. I'm like, oh, his face is no. messed up for real.
0: Yeah, so he's uh he's number nine, not counting the other ones from the last episode where we got heavy casualties. So he's he's number nine for that. That's and, pretty uh, good for um uh,
1: seven episodes in. We're, we're only averaging a little over one episode.
0: Yeah, that's not bad at all. That's not bad. Now uh Kirk has to send a letter to Jackson's uh he's you know significant other authorities. Well, he's kinda of probably used to signing these by Ms. now. Jackson, like, oh he just is another real, Monday. But their son's dead. <laughs> that's for that was for you, Paul. You
1: know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sorry, Miss Jackson.
0: Never made to make your son die. Like, That's my opinion. <laughs> <apologize>. Forgive me. <laughs> That's a million times.
1: <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> oh my gosh, that actually works. Um, so yeah, they uh, they suddenly hear like a loud booming voice. Uh, it's it's calling out for Captain Kirk, and uh, the voice says that there's a curse on the ship and that they must leave or that they're all gonna die. And uh, we go to the, <laughs> the show intro from there, and my note says, I am not interested in this.
2: <laughs> no, a, not, not, I couldn't not a good get into start the, compared uh, to
0: the other episodes. The beginning of this episode. Yeah, the uh, credit
1: notes. If you notice. um. No, yeah. This, no. this episode, they added the, doc, uh, the Forrest Kelly, the actor. I think he plays Bones. I think he's the last name on here. It's not, it's not, about, not like that.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's been in since the beginning of season two. They added yeah. him in the beginning. They, had, they, added, they
1: added something else and then they added um something that's some most of the credits toward the end too, they said. I, I saw something about the, oh, this. Okay. The, yeah, this is the episode where the credits at the beginning and end either the they're the same or they change or they're like there's a big change to both of the credits at the beginning and the end in this one. And that's what they start okay. doing. I've actually credits a certain way.
0: I've watched the intro to every episode so far. <laughs> but I I just kinda like, you know, not pay attention to them. So yeah. like I noticed when they added to Forrest Kelly, I didn't see anything different here, but I probably wasn't even looking at the screen at that point. Yeah. Oh, I was like, you know, it's only I looking like what yeah, I 20 skip it. seconds I skip long it every like just hit the skip button and I say myself I, what do like, I skip 15, control 20 time. seconds
1: <laughs> I always the <say> skip control
0: <laughs> Unless Jesus, I'm in unless the I'm in a movie I want to her, like goof around
2: and like jump to it like yeah this is the joint let's like you be honest, know. I was listening to yeah. the opening I'd probably open like the jacket because of the lady singing this time
0: you know the humming that she does. Oh My god, like a true millennial. Jesus. I got 20 seconds. I can watch an entire TikTok. <laughs> no, I don't want the I'm YouTube so video. You. <laughs> you. I'm too no, old okay. to have the TikTok.
1: Actually, <laughs> that makes sense. A TikTok video, 20 seconds. You're good to go.
0: <laughs> YouTube Shorts. Uh, yeah, check your Snapchat or something, whatever. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. YouTube Shorts is just TikTok
1: for adults. That's the same it thing, is. bro. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. It's just TikTok for adults. That's all it is. It's the same thing. Yep.
0: Yeah, actually, I've made a YouTube short, So, but not intentionally. It just. Apparently, if you upload a video that's a certain aspect ratio and time, they automatically convert it to a short. So, it was, it was a complete accident. Anyway, uh, so we come back from the commercial, or from the intro, and we get a captain's log, which we didn't get last episode, and it just recaps the events and adds that there were no apparent physical causes for Jackson's death. So, uh, Kirk leaves Assistant Chief Engineer DeSalle in charge of the ship, which we've never even seen DeSalle before. How the fuck did he get this job? And, uh... He, Kirk and Spock and McCoy go beam down to the planet to find the missing crew members and uh, try to discover what killed Jackson.
1: I thought it was kind of weird that that guy was in charge or whatever. Like I didn't understand it. Like why? Why yeah, would he's... they make him one of the guys that got frozen on the planet rather than the way Sulu and um and uh, <laughs> Sulu and uh first name was
0: Scotty. That's Scotty. Oh, Scotty, yeah, because because Dasal's a throwaway and nobody gives a shit about him. Yeah, but
1: if you are gonna throw him away, I would have thrown him away like that. But but they cut to him a bunch of times though. Like, he's one of the prominent person of this episode. So, like, it's very strange that that's not a Scotty or Sulu or somebody else in the crew. Even Yuhura. You know, like, it's very weird. Well, if you think about it,
0: though, like, uh, it's Sulu and Scotty that are stuck on the planet. And if it was anybody else that didn't have a name, Kirk wouldn't give a shit. And they probably wouldn't make this big, (laughs) like, thing to go after them. So, like, everybody that's been in charge of the ship so far is going down to the planet. Like, Spock, Kirk, Scotty. I don't know if Sulu's ever been in charge, but I imagine he's in the running somewhere. And like Bones probably will never be the captain, but you know he's the other important guy. Well, what I so find they, confusing that about that
1: though is, uh, why they sent Sulu and Scotty by themselves without? Yeah, a that is really party? like why
0: would you send your uh, your chief engineer, engineer yeah, and a security guy, and, and, and your helmsman, helmsman slash like bounty yes. guy or that, whatever? It yeah, was.
1: that's what like that's what confused me. Maybe just, it
0: was just supposed to be like a throwaway mission. They're like, we've scanned this planet a million times. Nothing's ever here. Like, just go confirm there's nothing here. Like, yeah. maybe it was just supposed to be just a quick, you know? Yeah, you guys go take care of it. It'll be, you know, in and out. And ma- ma- maybe that's for uh, Scotty get some of his stuff. Yeah, some of the good, good. So they notice uh, when they get down on the planet that there is fog that didn't show up on their scans. And uh, Spock notes that the fog is highly unlikely given the weather conditions and the lack of nearby water.
2: At, at first, uh, when, they, when they beamed down, I actually thought they beamed down to a winter planet. I really me those... too. I thought it was all icy. Yeah, I'm like, why aren't they wearing coats?
0: Yeah, but apparently just the rocks on foreign plants are just really sparkly for some reason. It's like Twilight Planet or something. <laughs> they, uh, they beam down to exactly where Jackson beamed up from, and they just start kind of looking around for any clues of their uh, missing crew members. And Spock picks up some life form readings on his tricorder. And uh, Kirk calls Ahura to ask what the ship's sensors are picking up. But uh, unfortunately Chekhov is there and he reports that their sensors are only showing uh, that Kirk and Spock and McCoy are there and not, not anything else. So Ahura relays the message to Kirk but they can't get through because of the static again. So the, uh, the landing party notices that the fog is starting to get thicker and uh, they think it's the reason for the comms interference and the ship's sensors' inability to read anything properly. You know, maybe the the, the fog's just it, too thick. Yeah, and no, stopping let's see. The,
2: they're they're in the future, and yet fog's still,
1: uh, yeah. if that's it's <laughs>
0: fog still. Yeah, space fog, man. Space fog. It's, space, it's, it's alien <laughs> yeah, it's space, space fog.
1: It's static aesthetic fog. Okay, Aesthetic clouds. Yeah, or something it's, like that. yeah. Some kind of magnetic clouds or something. That's got to be something. Yeah, it like could that. have.
0: Yeah, it could have metallic particles in it that reflect yeah. their sensors and things. Oh, I, I'm sure breathing you know, uh, that in safe. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's fine. Maybe that's what the sparkles are. It's just the magnetic dust just hitting off the light. All right, all right. But uh, they get, you know, they're like, oh, shit, it's foggy. We better get our phasers out. And uh, they start walking, but they stop when they hear a very high-pitched, like, ghostly wailing sound. And then they uh, they look around, and they see three ghostly women, uh, like, just floating around and wailing. And uh, I bet people were pretty creeped out by that, like, when it's this originally aired. Like, it doesn't look... You know, super great now. It doesn't look bad now, but uh, I bet people were like, oh, my God, it's the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. I, as soon as I saw that, I, I,
2: I, my brain jumped to, like, now we need Scooby-Doo to investigate this, the game. You know,
0: I immediately thought of Muppets. Muppets? And I don't know. Yeah, like <laughs> the, the Christ- Muppet Christmas the Carol. Christmas <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Muppet Christmas Carol. The fucking uh, the dead dudes, like, with the chains. Uh, I, for some reason, I thought of those guys. Oh, that would have been a far more interesting episode than we got, honestly. <laughs> like, hey, it's Captain Kirk. Hey.
1: I thought it was like um kind of goofy looking, you know, with the whole special effects or whatever. But I didn't mind it though. Yeah. It was like, ooh, it's like that really corny, like made up type ooh sound you do when you're goofing around. It actually reminded me of like, yeah. me of a uh, Beetlejuice, actually.
0: It's it's like uh it's a cliched ghost, is all like what is yeah, literally a ghost the oh, Yeah, the yeah. when you
1: make fun of like I was like, that song. kind that sounds kind of lame. But it was like <laughs> the joke was it's supposed to be lame. Well, Bones look
2: terrified,
0: and Spock is like, what the hell's going on? (laughs) It's a fucking ghost? Like, what is this shit? Uh, I'm just kind of glad it was, like, ghosts. Like, as stupid as that sounds, like, we haven't had ghosts before. I'm just glad it was ghosts and not, you know, I don't know, whatever. It actually turned out to be, I was not happy about, but it was ghosts, so that was okay for a minute. So all of the ghosts, uh, they start. I never thought I'd be talking about ghosts in Star Trek, but they they start saying Kirk's name and uh, they tell him, you know, they do the ghost thing. They're like, "Go back! <laughs> like you're you're cursed. Remember that." <laughs> and uh, one of them ooh, says ooh. that the winds shall rise and fog shall descend. And uh, he, the, she, the ghosts are all women, and uh, she warns them that, that the the crew that they should leave or that they're going to meet their end. And then the uh, three ghosts do the classic like laughing as they disappear thing.
2: I, I wish Kirk would have looked at him like, well, don't threaten me, with
0: a good time? <laughs> I, I do this on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, ghosts, that's at least something new, but I'm still going to fuck you up. So uh, Kirk asks for Spock for his input, and Spock says that uh, he's like, well, it's just really bad poetry. And Kirk's like, well, how about a more useful comment? <laughs> and uh, Spock just says that what they've just seen isn't real, which is weird because of all the shit they have seen, you're not gonna believe that ghosts are real. Hey, that that's too far of a stretch.
2: Like when people
0: can, well, have no, got I don't like think, powers. I think it
1: was. Uh, uh, I don't think it's what the ghost thing was about. Like it looked like a hologram to him. I'm assuming. Oh uh, yeah, like, that... I looked kind of hologrammy to me. I, I like. I didn't. I didn't think it was. I had no inkling. Like it didn't feel. I, I don't know what ghosts look like, but I knew that wasn't it. Like in my head, I'm like they don't look very ghost like. I don't know really they have a ghost of that, like, but I knew that they didn't. They didn't look like it, like it to me. So
0: yeah, well, they looked better than like ghosts of Mars. So there's that, at least, if you've ever seen that movie.
1: (laughs) None's better than that movie. That movie's amazing, They didn't look
0: like ghosts either. (laughs) So yeah, Spock just gives the reading of the uh, life forms position, and they just head that direction. And then they suddenly get uh, blown away by, like, a strong wind. It just kind of blows them around and slams them into the sparkly rocks, uh, the fraggle rocks, if you will. And uh, when it's done, McCoy tells Spock, he's like, well, that was a pretty real illusion. Well, Like, like, planets do have wind. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like wind wind that, that's not real either <laughs> uh so they uh they just continue on until mccoy notices a medieval castle uh like tucked into the rock somewhere and spot confirms that it is the source of the life forms that his tricorder is reading it, it kind of looks like
2: dracula's cast castle I'm like oh are we gonna get a vampire story oh yeah now that
0: well we i was gonna say, we I guess we did have salt vampire but yeah real vampire would be cool just space vampire? Hey, space has everything apparently, but not ghosts.
1: <laughs> not ghosts. Well, I think that you think it looks like Dracula's castle. Actually, is kind of funny when you find when you find out later yeah. how what how they how they got to where they're at. So technically, it might actually be Dracula's castle in the imagery of one of the guys subconscious. You know, yeah. So maybe that's kind of how, what they're kind of what they were going for in the first place.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really fair uh, observation there. I, I didn't consider that at all. Uh, so. Kirk tries to call the Enterprise again with no luck, and uh, he wonders if the castle is causing interference, but Spock says, that's not likely, you idiot. Like, it's just a castle. <laughs> it's just, it's just uh, brick. <laughs> it's just, like, bricks and rocks and stuff. Why would that be causing interference, you moron? How are you even still the captain? And uh, they think that maybe the castle has a force field that stops the Enterprise from detecting it and uh, the other life forms inside, but for some reason would not affect the tricorder. So they proceed to the castle with their phasers drawn, and uh, they enter the castle, and they find a black cat that startles them by hissing at them. And I immediately noticed that the cat had a collar on it that has a crystal, and I went, that might be important later. I, I was like, oh, look, it's a witch.
1: <laughs> and, then, and then once they, they said, like, look, it's probably a witch. And then let they, they use the term familiar. I'm like, oh, it's really a witch. I watched Charmed. I, I know what familiars are, okay? Uh, I know what witches and familiars are, so...
0: Do you think that Spock knows what a cat is, or is it just like this exotic, weird creature to him? He's like, "What the hell is that?" Hmm. I,
1: I assume he knows what a cat. Is. He has to know what a cat is, right?
0: Do they have cats I, I on assume Vulcan? He's, well, he, he, no,
1: but, he, but I assume he studied human. I, I, I assume he studied humans before he joined us. So I assume he knew that we kept uh, animals as pets.
0: Okay, but not to so get. I'm, I'm like, assuming that. Well, he to get he, ahead, but everything in this episode surprised him. So like, he didn't know about yeah, basically ex- any of this stuff. Well,
1: yeah, except except the cat though. Like, I think, I think cats have been around since, like, Egyptian time as pets. Because, you, you know, you've seen drawings and stuff like that. So I'm assuming that okay. if he studied human history, he would know something about the, cat, the cats that's, and us keeping yeah, the animals fair. as pets. that's fair. Well, that and you think, like, but I, the... But I think, but I, when it comes to a... I know, oh, I was
2: going to say, like, they probably did their training on Earth for uh, joining the Federation.
0: I don't think so. I,
2: the, I, I know the movies they, are separate, but isn't that how it was in the movies?
0: Like, yeah. they're
1: all on Earth? Uh, I'm not sure.
0: I would think that they would have. Uh, well, we, relocated don't the, we don't know how. We don't know.
1: We don't know. We don't understand the training part. We were talking about that before. Yeah. We don't. We need, we need a Star Trek cadet. We don't really know what happens at cadet school. We got an idea from the newest movie that came out, but we don't really know. So they don't. Then we really specify what happens yet.
2: Well, Spock would be really bad at his job that he can quote, you know, ancient philosophers, but not know what a cat is. <laughs>
1: He's like, what is,
0: yeah, what is that thing?
1: And then if you do, if you notice that uh, when he t- he like t- see to him the idea of witch- witches are like illogical. So maybe that's something he didn't bother even studying or even picking a, a learning because, like, you got to remember, this is our subconscious or whatever. Like, so maybe he didn't even study that stuff. Later, later on, he brings it up that, that that things are kind of uh uh legends or whatever, but maybe he didn't really study it. He just kind of went by it. So maybe he doesn't even really understand what's really going on at all in a way.
0: I feel like he would have covered, like, the Salem witch trials and things in his uh, research. Like, yeah, if he's okay. learning about ancient Egypt and all the different time periods of man, like, that's a yeah. pretty big one. Yeah. or maybe maybe Spock is more of a up. dog guy. He's like fuck cats. I was just gonna say, do you think Spock <laughs> is more of a cat guy or a dog guy? But I bet he's a cat guy because cats are more logical and dogs are more emotionally driven. I,
2: I, I was gonna say, I, I think Spock
0: being a parrot guy. Oh, I don't know though. Like parrots are, well, I don't. Know. I, I bet I. I, I really, maybe he'd be uh, like a raccoon guy. <laughs> like maybe Spock just likes raccoons. Is like, they're, they're, like, they're, 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 like, they're kind solvers. of
2: indestructible, like me. That like they can eat whatever they want.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I bet. I bet if Spock had a pet, it would probably be a raccoon. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, McCoy notes that the he notes that he talks about like, hey, there's three witches and there's a castle and a black cat. And uh, Kirk says that if he didn't have missing and dead officers, he would think somebody was playing an elaborate trick or treat on him on them.
2: Yeah, that that was where he didn't know that
0: that uh that he didn't know what Halloween or trick or treat was. Yeah, he, uh, he, just, he just doesn't understand the reference at all, and, and Kirk just says, I'll explain it to you one day. Um, so we go back to the ship, and Chekhov notes that the landing party has disappeared from their sensors, and Uhura compares it to Scotty's landing party, how they had just up and disappeared, but DeSalle thinks that uh, they may have just encountered a magnetic field or something. Uh, DeSalle then orders Chekhov to recalibrate the sensors, and he's like, well, you know, if you need some help with that, but Jack Chekhov just is a massive douchebag here. <laughs> And he's like, Well, I'm not that green. Like, he was honestly just trying to be nice. Like, the I was like, Yeah, go recalibrate those. And if you need a hand, he's like, yeah, I don't need your help. Like, fuck off, Chekhov. Why do they keep that guy?
1: Yeah, he was he was super, super extra. And I'm not sure why. Maybe his Max. He was supposed to be the captain. And I'll do like, captain status or something. The day so like, Chekhov oh, wanna...
0: is even temporary captain is the day I stop watching this. Oh, no, that's the episode I want to
1: see right there. That's the, that's the episode that would be interesting. That would be different. I, I, I started to view Brandon there in this scene. I'm like, I
0: wonder how Brandon's going to feel about this scene right here. <laughs> I had a pretty Listen, good guess. If we go to this convention we're talking about in December, uh, not only is William Shatner going to be there, but the guy that plays Chekhov is going to be there. And I will wait in line and I will tell him that I hate Chekhov. <laughs> <laughs> that He is probably an okay guy, but I hate Chekhov. No,
1: he's like I hate this guy. Just so you know, you're a cool guy, but I hate yeah, your character.
0: You seem all right. You
1: have hated him since the beginning, dude. Yeah, it makes no sense. Check-off. What did he do to you? he, he, he says, just like, What did he do to you? He's like he's like I don't like his hair. I don't like his face. I, I don't like his, his stupid ass I don't accent. This guy I don't drives like.
0: me crazy. It's the most like over the top Russian accent I've ever heard. Look, before this like, series I don't like is no, in, I don't like before we end the
2: series, I bet he grows on ya
0: no, I bet. I just start retar- referring to him as Jagoff instead of Chekhov.
1: <laughs> oh, you hater.
0: Yeah, so uh, on the planet, uh, they have gone into the castle, and the castle doors slam behind the landing party, and they follow the tricorder readings, which happens to be also the same direction that the black cat is going. So they're just walking down the hallway. And, uh, the floor gives way and they fall through the floor and they get knocked unconscious. And I don't know how the fuck they got knocked unconscious from that fall, but, but, uh, we're just going to roll with that. Well, they, yep. Give me a
2: pass. They, 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 weren't expecting that fall. They were probably like, oh, my back. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like they would have landed on their feet for starters, but what the hell did they hit their heads on? Like maybe as they fell, all and their they heads fell asleep came together. Quick. <laughs> yeah. They just got tired. <laughs> they fell asleep immediately. <laughs> just like, fuck it. Let's just take a nap. <laughs> we've been walking for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so they, they wake up later and they are chained to a dungeon wall. Which and they see a I, I, skeleton on, on. chain near them.
2: I want to say this is probably not the first time Kirk has woke up chained oh, to something. No. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. He is. No. Yeah, he's no, familiar with this here. territory. Yep. <laughs> he's like, what did I do last he said night? he woke up
1: chained up. Like, <laughs>
0: again? He wakes up, he's like, wait, where are the chains around my feet? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just used to being completely tied. Um. Uh, yeah, there's a skeleton, a clearly fake skeleton uh, chained to the wall near them. Because it even has like the line in the head where the top comes off. It's like an, a, a skeleton for an anatomy class. Like they couldn't have just filled that with some putty and sanded it or something. <laughs> they had to leave that line. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Kirk It notes, looks pretty terrible, but I yes. give him a
1: pass as usual. Like, yeah. it's, since it's a lot of old school stuff, I always give him a pass for the things that look terrible. But I it's feel like if you're
0: going to have it be that close to the camera, like. Fill that line, sand it down, and you know have it look like an actual skeleton.
2: <laughs> I, I thought if they would have put a put some uh, like raggedy clothes on it, it would have made it look better. Also,
0: something, but also like, what are the physics of a skeleton actually being there? Because if there's a body there for that long and it's decayed to a skeleton, the bones are not going to be held together in a way that they could still be chained up. You know, no, that's just a very be, good point. Like, how the hell no, would that it just stay be together? a pile of bones on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's always the issue when you see those and like movies or cartoons and things like there's nothing holding that skeleton together they, like after the guy rotted and just became bones did they go back in and <laughs> glue the bones together and hang it back up just in case like to scare people later but uh yeah Kirk notes uh, at this point that everything that they've seen are earth manifestations which he finds really weird he's like all, all of this stuff is not like alien like we would expect but then again everything they've run into at this point has been humanoid and like basically looks like it could come from earth anyway so I don't know why this is any different but uh McCoy wonders. He's like, maybe it's a parallel development, and Kirk says that it's more like a human nightmare, and Spock suggests that uh, it's as if someone know- knew what terrifies man on uh, an instinctual level, and uh, they just, at this point, they just hear some footsteps, and then uh, the door unlocks, and it opens, and Scotty and Sulu approach, and they've got phasers, and Kirk is really happy to see them, but he quickly realizes that the two of them are not there to save him, and uh, we go to a commercial break from there. So we come back, and uh, McCoy notes that Scotty and Sulu aren't blinking, and that they appear to be drugged, which is regular for Scotty. I don't know if I've ever seen him blink before. <laughs> he's, he's like, "Sulu's not blinking, and Scotty is blinking. Something must be wrong." <laughs> he's sober. And, uh, yeah. So, so are you okay, Scotty? Blink, blink, no times if you're <laughs> if you're under duress. So uh, Kirk asks Sulu. He's like, "Hey, do you know who I am?" And Sulu just like does this really weird nod. And uh, he asks Sulu what's happened to him, and Sulu just shakes his head and, and raises a big old key. And he Sulu goes and unlocks their shackles, and uh, Scotty uses the phaser to indicate where he wants them to go. He's like, you there. And so they start to head towards the door, and uh, the uh, as they're walking out, you know, Scotty and Sulu are behind the rest of the crew. And uh, the rest of the crew turn and attack them. Uh, but somebody yells for them to stop and suddenly the whole room changes from like a dungeon to some sort of like throne room. And it was a really weird like just kind of instant change. Um, but they uh, they see a guy sitting in a throne and uh, Kirk asks him. He's like, hey, why are you doing what you're doing? He's, he's not like, what are you doing? Where are we? He's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, what a weird way like to ask. <laughs> you, yeah, I feel like you have to. There's like a certain order of things that you have to go through. Like, first of all. What the fuck is going on? Who the fuck are you? You can flip those two around, but the last one is, like, why? <laughs> he went straight for the why. But uh, the man asks where uh, humans get their ridiculous uh, predilection for resistance, and he says that they examine every object and question everything, uh, asking if it's not enough to just accept what you know what is. Uh, so Kirk argues, uh, he's like, well, you know, hey, one of my dudes is dead, and so I really want to know what's going on here. And the uh, guy on the throne says that yeah, the the others are being mind controlled. The, the, the guy the guy in the chair who who looks like he'd be like a member of an occult.
2: Like, hey, we're all gonna drink yes. poison and send to uh what was that group? Uh,
1: oh, uh, which one? <laughs> there, have been, there have been a few. You're talking about the Kool Aid Crew. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember who they are. But I know you're talking about. Yeah. But he's even
0: got like even his robe has like a big eyeball thing in the middle. That's yeah, almost like Illuminati- the, guy from the looking fifth like- element. Like- yeah, very, it's very almost like a Cornelius from the Fifth Element. I think he had a little eyeball thing there in the middle too. <laughs> I think he did too. This guy, he says that uh, they know who all of the landing party are, and that. And then he just starts like talking to a black cat, the like the black cat, and uh, he says that his name is Korob, and he asks why uh, they insisted on going ahead despite the warnings to stay away. So Kirk just asks why the warnings, and all this mumbo jumbo, and Korob's like. I don't know what mumbo jumbo is, so the uh, the cat just explains it to him through meows. Apparently, and he's like, "Oh no, shit, okay, I don't know." Thank you, cat, for explaining mumbo jumbo to me.
2: This episode would have been better played off if the guy was just crazy and he actually thought the
1: cat was talking talking to to a cat. (laughs) Oh
0: yeah,
1: yeah, I get what you're trying to say.
0: Yeah, so uh, so Spock says that the uh, the system that they're in has been charted before, and that there's never been any life forms on Pyrus Seven. So the cat starts meowing and Korob says that he's being told that he's a very inattentive host and that he then he offers the crew to join him for some refreshments. And uh Spock and McCoy, they just kind of talk about the cat for a second and, Uh, Spock explains that there are ancient Earth legends about wizards and their familiars. And then Kirk is just like, well, that's stupid superstition, and I don't understand why you're entertaining this, you dumb idiot. (laughs) Like, Spock's just (laughs) very not Spock in this episode. Kirk should have just looked over like, nerd! (laughs) You know, for an episode that I figured was going to be about mind control, it was very uh, not Spock-heavy. Like, he's kind of the mind guy, and I thought he was going to be like the... You know, the one to save everything. Because it's been a while since we've had a uh, Spock saves everything episode. And usually if it's something about the mind, I always figure it's going to go to Spock. And they just never go to Spock. But uh, Korob points out that Spock doesn't think like the others. And he says that Spock's logic has no colors. And it's only in black and white. And he says that Spock sees everything around him, yet he does not believe it. And uh, McCoy McCoy, McCoy chimes in (laughs) saying that uh, Spock doesn't know about trick-or-treat. He's like, his dumbass doesn't even know about trick-or-treat. Like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah. So apparently 100 years from now, 1,000 years from now, they would do do trick-or-treat. It still be a thing. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know I, it. I'm just curious what the costumes look like back then or how it works. Or, you know, if people come to earth for different planets and, and different sh- yeah. ships come just and as they themselves. Go, go to earth, different trick or treat day for Halloween, y'all come and visit different aliens. like, Oh, is that a blah, blah, blah. Like, Oh yeah. And, you know, yeah. like any yeah, costume, that's your real outfit or like, or the alien dresses humans and that's their outfit. just as <laughs> just regular yeah. people. As the costume dresses up as as humans or whatever, I just, I'm curious.
0: Somebody dressed up as one of those like lava slugs, just (laughs) crawling around (laughs) looking like pizza.
2: That, that was actually a pretty good burn for off of McCoy, though. He's like, I have a chance to slam Spock because he doesn't know yeah. what Halloween is.
0: <laughs> did you see the, the look that uh, Kirk gives him? He's like, why did you even bring that up? Look, because, this because is very he's serious.
1: When it comes when to it, when it yeah. Spock, McCoy's been petty the whole uh, the whole time. Uh, hey, look, he McC- doesn't get a
0: chance to take a
2: lot of shots. Yeah, McCoy doesn't get too many shots on Spock. Spock's normally doing the, <laughs> the, yeah. the, the slamming.
0: Yeah. Uh, but probably my favorite part of this exchange is uh korob is just like i don't understand that reference and therefore it is not important (laughs) okay okay dude that's what i'm gonna start doing to people like look i don't understand what you're talking about and therefore it is not important and i do not care (laughs) but uh korob uses his wand to make a feast appear on the big table around them and he invites them all to sit down but uh mccoy refuses even though he was offered wine and uh, Korob insists, so they comply. He's like, McCoy's like, no, I don't want to do this. And Korob goes, yeah, you should. And then they're like, all okay. Right. Yeah, all right. You <laughs> can yeah, really he, fight it. That was a very,
1: very quick um, comeback. You know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, no, 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 I'm, I ain't doing it. Like he said a couple times, and then let him yeah. show their power. And like, okay, I guess I'll, since you can do that to me, I guess I can write down. Because they wait till later when uh, she says something, do something. And then she puts it in their you know, prize and lets her know the power she has. And then he complies, rather than in this moment. Right.
0: Yeah, but on this one they're like no, and he says yes, and they're like okay, okay, yeah. (laughs) That's 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 really it. Yeah,
1: that's not very. I find that not very defiant because that's not Kurt's defiant. That's that's the nature.
0: Yeah. If only
2: were that easy to win arguments,
0: right? (laughs) But uh, but Kirk tells Korob that uh, he'll find that they are most uncooperative unless Korob starts explaining himself, and Korob says that he just hopes to change their attitude. So he uses his wand to fill a plate with gems of all colors. And McCoy's like, "Wow, these look real." And Korob says that they are real, and uh, he says that the crew can have them if they leave without further inquiry. It would have been but, funny uh, Kirk, if one of them would have said, "Like, uh, you know, we can't eat these, right?" <laughs> yeah, like that's not a food. <laughs> uh, but uh, Kirk just says that they can manufacture a ton of those on the ship, and that they basically have no meaning to them. <laughs> so Korob's just like, "I don't understand," <laughs> but it's shiny gems. He's, He's like, like, "Do, like, well, do you I, got a I magic wand- something?" He's like, "Do you got a magic wand also?" <laughs> he's like, I read something, and Kirk well, that, just cuts um, him off, he's like, well, you read it wrong then, you dumbass.
1: That's a very small subtle note that he doesn't understand why these certain gems aren't precious to them because they yeah. so went to the subconscious and saw that, and I realized that that's not really precious to them now. You know, if they yeah. had to, but, but if this if this era was what they were in, I think these gems would have been more precious, but now it's like, oh, subconsciously, these they, they don't mean nothing to us, like we can do this however we want to, so that was kind of a subtle nod I thought, I liked it.
0: Yeah, the last time we saw, like, Kirk surrounded by gems like this, he turned them into a shotgun and shot a giant lizard man. So (laughs) I really wanted him to repeat that this time. (laughs) But uh, but instead, he just uh, tells uh, Korob that whatever he read, he read wrong, and that they're going to leave when they're good and ready. So Korob says that, uh, he's like, you have passed the test. He does that thing, like, when he gets caught. Like, ah, it was just just a test. I was only testing you. (laughs) And uh, he says that even though they were warned to stay away, they came to save their friends, and that shows loyalty. And that their bravery was tested, and that they didn't frighten. And he thinks that they cannot be bribed because he tried literally one thing. So that must—that's it. That's all but, he can do. He's
2: like, I tried food and I tried gems. He didn't try women.
0: Yeah, and, and I tried alcohol, food and money. Yeah. I
2: didn't
1: try women. That's later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like we try food uh, and money. Like let's try, uh, let's try, let's try women later. Like that's how, that comes later. So they try everything.
0: Yeah. So uh, he. Just basically tells them that they're very admiral in many ways, and then the the cat has something to say about it. So Korob says, "Okay, you can go ahead." And uh, the cat leaves, just goes right out the door because they didn't have the special effects to show it turning into the woman that then walks into the door. Apparently at that time, and uh, Korob introduces her as Sylvia, and I was like, "Fuck, Kirk's in trouble." <laughs> Attractive female. When,
1: when it came when it came to that though, I was uh, I was like, "Yo, I really wish they a puff of smoke." Yeah, something. Uh, a lightning bolt. Remember they 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 our dude to dust earlier with a lightning bolt from God, <laughs> like a couple right. episodes ago. Like, I don't know. I just or just have her. I don't know. I just find it, I find it kind of weird, a waste of like uh kind of lazy. Well, for for, for for a show? That, yeah, before a show that's been so good with everything they done like wise, like like CGI wise and everything, everything they've done, I found it very very lazy that they um they just did it that way. I don't know why I don't know why I, bought, I don't know why bother them. It. so much really bother me.
0: Maybe they just couldn't get the the cat to agree to transform into a person and they couldn't get it in the contract so they just it just didn't do it. So they said fuck it. We'll just have the fine. You can just step out and we'll have somebody else step in. So, you know, cat actors are tough to work with. But uh the woman explains what happened to Scotty and Sulu saying that it's a simple matter to just probe their minds and Kirk's like, "Oh shit, we're talking probing now. Like now you got my attention." And uh Fox's like I'm in. <laughs> let's go. And she talks about yeah. uh, how simple it is to get into the human mind and she says that there are uh, several unguarded entrances into it. And um, uh, at this point, uh, Spock's over there like, yeah, like this, this lady's speaking my language like human mind sucks. McCoy notices that she's playing with her necklace and uh, it's got the uh, the same crystal that was on the cat's collar. So uh, Spock suggests that uh, maybe she used telepathy, but she says that telepathy doesn't imply full control and that uh, she has full control over Scott and Scotty and Sulu. So Kirk just suddenly says, fuck this, it's time for action, and he lunges at Scotty and takes the phaser and uh, demands all the other weapons that they have, and he wants some answers. So uh, he hands the, the phaser to Spock, and then Sylvia just yells at him to put She's like, put that down! And uh, she explains that uh, she's going to use sympathetic magic, which is one that I'm not familiar with. But uh, that, that's, not, uh, says, that's not in D&D? No, I don't. You know, I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. But yeah, my, my sorcerer magic, did not fire magic,
1: ice magic everywhere. I never assembled that magic
0: before. Yeah, yeah. The only magic that my sorcerer in D and D had was to get eaten by a giant ice monster. So I guess it's disappearing <laughs> magic.
1: Okay, before this, uh, the, for this uh convention in December, uh, you think I can get one a medallion, one of them Star Trek Enterprise medallions she rocking as a neck as a necklace piece?
0: I bet you can just find a a small like Star Trek cast, uh model like that and you can probably just hook it to a chain i bet would be really easy yeah, yeah you could probably just like like tack it onto the chain uh but she says that uh she used her sympathetic magic to make an image of jackson in her head and then when she killed the image in her head he died uh so kirk says well that- you can't just think a man to death uh, kirk's like well that makes sense yeah <laughs> he said well you can't just think a guy to death and uh she makes Kirk's communicator appear on the table and tells him to signal the ship. Uh, she then dangles the uh, Enterprise model that she has over a candle as Korob begs her not to. He's like, no, please, I spent all night building that. Don't don't burn it. <laughs> and uh, Kirk does call the Enterprise and Uhura answers and he's like, hey, sweetie, are you okay? And uh, you can hear the red alarm going off in the background. And uh, a very sweaty DeSal tells Kirk that the temperature keeps rising. Uh it's. It, I'm so glad that Scotty wasn't on that ship because I would think that they were all sweaty for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> like if Scotty wasn't charged, everybody's just, just showing everybody Scottie, being you, all you sweaty. Have been
1: two seasons and seven episodes messing with Scotty, okay? <laughs> We have not We've seen we've seen we've seen Scotty do one one uh thing one time so far in one episode. We haven't seen him <laughs> mess up all the episodes yet. He's been to work on time. You know, he parties on the weekend. He, he, he becomes hey, to he work on time. addict. He, he does his job. And he was
0: really the star of the last episode. The doomsday machine, yes. he was the star of that.
1: Yeah, Scotty Scotty does his job. We don't know what he does outside of work, but we know when he comes to work, Scotty does his job every day. So
0: Yeah. And uh so, yeah, they just uh, they report that the temperature keeps rising, and Chekhov reports that the temperature is rising 60 degrees in the last 30 seconds, and uh, Which, the camera I, zooms in on him at, at as they're burning he, up.
2: I was going to say, at first when he started saying, like, oh, it's only at 60 degrees, then I'm like, oh, no, it's rose 60 degrees. I'm like, oh, yeah, that that yeah. would suck.
0: Yeah. So the uh, the camera zooms in on him as he says, oh, we're burning up, and then they we go to a commercial break. I wish he would burn up. What?
2: But, what, do, uh, what do you think the temperature got up to? Like, what do you think the standard temperature of the Enterprise I, is?
0: I bet they keep it at a cool, like, 70, 72. So so it, it was probably like 130. I it was about so 100, it 100 or something. had to be over 100
1: something. Look how sweaty they were in, in that quick. They were sweating yeah. pretty quick, so it had to be over 100 or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and... I bet just uh Chekhov's probably sweating all the time anyway with that big old mop he's got on his You head. know,
1: you're such a check You see what I'm saying?
0: You see what this guy's doing him is check off hate. You
1: wanna hate him well, check he, he just this guy over here,
0: man. I'm just saying, dude, that let hair check, does not let, allow let his head check to you cool. cool. I've, man, I'm, I'm not gonna before. I got, back.
1: I got your back, buddy. He wants the head I got your back, man.
0: Look. When my hair grows, it grows, like, poofy first. And it gets really hot. That's all I'm saying. Is it like, uh-huh. big lo- big hair does not let your head cool. It's like so he's got he's a permanent on time. his head. Yeah. But, anyway, uh, Kirk tells DeSalle to channel bypass power to the heat uh, dissipation units. But DeSalle says that he's already done that. But it has had no effect. So, Kirk says, he's like, all right, I'll take care of it down here. And he hangs up on DeSalle while uh, quickly grabbing the model from Sylvia. <laughs> he got that from her like super easily just like give me that just, now, just now, takes it from her. i know this would be bad but it'd been fun. like someone open a window <laughs> uh what i noticed when he snatched that model was that it it just started spinning on the chain and i'm like i wonder if the, the whole ship <laughs> just started spinning as well and everybody's just in there fucking puking all over the place
2: it's, it's hot and there's vomit <laughs>
0: everywhere <laughs> it's just hot puking everywhere <laughs> like we're not we're not gonna tell kirk that that happened <laughs> Oh, he would not be very happy that there's was P-go over his ship. <laughs> beams back up. He's like, beam me back down. But, uh, yeah, so he takes the phaser from Spock, and he puts it on the table along with the little model, and he tells Sylvia that she's won. So once again, he gives up very easily. And uh, she laughs, and she just tells Kirk to relax, and she says, oh, your ship is safe. It's not that big deal. And we go to the Enterprise, and they talk about how the temperature is returning to normal, and then they try to contact Kirk again, but they don't have any luck. And uh, we go back to Korob, and he asks Kirk about it. He's like, tell me about your scientific ways. Uh, but Kirk just wants to know about the magic that they're using. And uh, Korob starts to tell Kirk that they can change the molecular structure of things, but Sylvia just tells him basically to shut up and stop talking. This so, little uh, part,
1: actually, is kind of like, as we get on to this story, I, j- I couldn't figure out, like, I was really annoyed they killed ja- uh, Jackson. It was like, why couldn't we just, we just you just come to the planet? We talk as, oh yeah, we we, we we what we do is we use since we learn from other races and people, or whatever. We go and we just kind of, oh, can we probe your mind to see how you live? Probe your mind freely, trade like because the enterprise they just want to go and meet people anyway. So like this could have been like a real nice fair exchange of things rather than this epic whatever it became.
2: When they can probe oh. the mind, they should have known that.
0: But and not to get you know too far into it again, but that's what Korob wanted, and then Sylvia got mad with power and wanted to experience things, and probably wanted to experience killing a guy and also sending a message.
1: Yeah, see, I just, I don't know. Maybe the sensations got so bad. She, yeah, I guess. I I, I think I just.
0: Well, since she's magic, she just killed him, knowing that it was going to set up the "I'm sorry, Miss Miss Jackson" joke. (laughs) That's the whole reason it happened. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's why they did it.
2: They knew they they knew in the future that one day there would be a thing called a podcast.
0: <laughs> yep, and there would be a song by Outcast. Uh, so McCoy uh, says that they kept Scotty and Sulu as cat's paws to lure them down. So that's where we get the episode. Is literally the one time he says it. it's where we get the episode title. And uh he wants to know uh how they knew the crew would come, and Korob says that they didn't have to know because Sulu and Scotty knew it, just implying that since they read their minds and you know that's how they knew so Sylvia again shuts him up and says that the the crew is going to tell her what she wants to know, but at this point, I'm like, why' don't you just probe What does mind? she want to know yeah well, like what does she want to know they she never stated like what she wants out of this did she like i don't I don't remember no, ever hearing she's I, just I like. Think- She's I like, you're going to tell we, me what she I want to know. I think she wants to probe know.
1: the mind or whatever, but she never says, like, what she wants to know. But
0: what? she can already do it. So, like, no, the yeah, whole No, thing, she can't probe know, the, the mind. Remember,
1: she only get probe the so subconscious, I thought. I didn't think she probed the, like, the... the. So well, maybe she wants to, the, like, the know that they're else. only
0: hitting the subconscious. They think that they're hitting the entire mind, which is why they're surprised that none of this shit is working. That, like, they're oh, okay. not being scared of yeah, yeah, it or yeah. stuff. So, like, she never stated a goal or, like a condition or what she yeah, wants. Yeah, she's just like, right. tell me what I want to know. And he's like, you haven't fucking said what you, you want to know. You asked the like, question yet. <laughs> yeah, like, what do, you, what do you even mean? Where was the trigger? <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe I just missed something, but I really don't think she said anything. Yeah, for real. But uh that, Well,
2: maybe she's expecting to know, uh like, hey, you know what I want without
0: telling them. But <laughs> well, that would be just classic woman stuff. <laughs> I'm trying I'm to be that. That's, to <laughs> minute, that's, that's what i That's what I'm saying. It's Kurt, bro. That's what I have in the yeah. minute. You know what I want. Like... <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I want. You have to guess, guess what, what I want. And <laughs> I'm going to be mad when you guess wrong. <laughs> I think that might be what's going on. But uh, Kirk just says that it's too late for threats, which she didn't threaten anything, <laughs> goddammit, because uh, he was able to contact the ship. And uh, another search party is going to be sent out, but Korob says that uh, that search party wouldn't get there for quite some time. And he uses his wand to encase the ship model in some sort of like clear resin. But he says that uh, there's not going to be a search party because there is an impenetrable force field around the ship that will not—it's not going to hinder orbit. But uh, the people on the ship are basically prisoners in the ship now. Which good—they didn't and, give uh, us a
2: time limit, right? Like yeah, they will run yet, out of so. air in five minutes.
0: Yeah. Um, so on the enterprise, uh, Chekhov just reports, he's like, "Hey, there's a force field. <laughs> That's it. We go We go back down to the planet. And uh, Sylvia recommends that uh, Kirk cooperate because forcing the information that they want would be easy, but very painful, which again, we don't know what information they want. And uh, Kirk refuses. So Korob just has them take him back to the dungeon. but before they leave, Sylvia has McCoy stay saying that Kirk is going to be next. So uh, we go back to the ship, and they try to analyze the force field, but they can't. And DeSalle decides that they are going to try to break free from the force field. Very pointless, uh, like throwaways here, because you can assume that that's what they would try know yeah, the field, yeah. that the field is there. Well, this whole
1: out. every time they cut to the ship, I feel like it's wasted time. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like there's no reason to ever cut. Like all this could all be said, like uh, at all, not said at all, and it just happens. It's like they, yeah. they like to do a bunch of filler. Like they had a, the episode that's not great, not that good or whatever. And they went like, oh, we got to fill some space. Let's have him go back to the ship the whole time trying to fill this space or whatever. And use a irrelevant person as a captain in the first place, which makes it even more annoying and, and not enjoyable. Because you got a the right. character there who's not even, I have no stake in him. So I don't really care. Yeah. Everything he says, I, 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 I find it more annoying than interesting.
0: Yeah, the only person left on the ship we care about is Uhura. Which, if they're going to give anyone screen off. time, it check should check have been off her. on
1: the ship, bro. Okay, don't do that to Chekhov. See, see what he did, guys, once again? His checkoff that He said, only oh, you You See what I'm saying, guys? His Chekhov love. His Chekhov hate is just so deep, man. We're seven so episodes
0: deep. in. You can't possibly like off yet. You barely know the man. I don't know him, but I know I like him more than you, and I got to defend him. He hasn't done nothing that bad yet. He's
2: like, what? he should be demoted to be a security guard. Then uh, you won't have to deal with him anymore.
1: Yeah, put a red shirt. on He would on be him. the best <laughs> security it. guard ever. He would be doing the kung fu and knocking
0: people's out without. Get, I, I trust Checkoff. Okay, where did they even get him? Did they stop at a starbase and just pick him up? Did they find him on the side of like a space highway? <laughs> just said, "Fuck it," put a uniform on him. They put him in charge of weapons for some reason. Yeah, why the fuck is he part in charge of the weapons? Well, see, he's
2: Russian, so he he hits it uh, because you know that that's how okay. you get the machines to work. You just got to hit it.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, so we go back down to the planet, and uh, Spock and Kirk are chained up in the dungeon again. And uh, Spock informs Kirk that they've been in the dungeon for twenty-two minutes and seventeen seconds. Does he does he just have like a running like clock in his brain for everything? Because that would be incredibly annoying. He's like, I mean, he's just, five seconds. As soon as yeah, as five soon seconds. as he gets there, they just, he just starts counting, and that's all he focuses on. Like that's just a really weird thing to have going on all the time.
2: You know that that could be uh, also bad because if. Uh, Spock ever showed up late for whatever reason, Kirk would be like, uh, Hey, why weren't you we on time? Kirk, or Spock, gonna be like, My alarm didn't go off. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> my, my head alarm, my brain alarm didn't go off. I accidentally hit sleep on it, or snooze, or whatever function you have. Um, but Kirk just wonders uh, what they're doing to McCoy, and Spock points out that everything that they've seen uh, has to be familiar to Kirk. And uh, they come up with the idea that Korob and Sylvia tried to tap into their conscious minds, but only reached the subconscious. Where the myths and uh, illogical fears are stored. So that's why they have the skeletons and black cats and witches and things. So they uh, they talk about how Korob was surprised that Kirk didn't find the setting uh, normal. He's like, it's it's kind of a repeat of uh, the the Squire of of uh, Gothos, I think, is what it was, where uh, that dude had made a like castle for them, like based on like the last time he saw Earth, like everything was old timey. Oh, yeah, I forgot there, about that. Yeah, they, the weird, that kind
1: of, um, that was a weird episode he, that we didn't, I didn't enjoy. that he was one like a bad French guy, season. wasn't
0: he? Or, like, trying to pr- uh,
1: he was playing himself was, as like
2: royalty or. Yeah. And there was, there was yeah, a mirror. Was like, I, what, I remember there was a mirror somewhere
1: examiner? or something.
0: Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. There was a mirror, mirror somewhere and it was like a. machine behind Yeah, behind the
1: machine doing whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I didn't really, I didn't really enjoy that episode. I remember that. Yeah, it was a weird one. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of like that in that, uh. Like, the last time he saw Earth, that's how things were. So, like, he was surprised when the crew got there. And he's like, why don't you find this setting normal? Um, That's that's what we went through again here. Korob was surprised that Kirk didn't find any of the settings normal. And uh, they talk about how they seem unfamiliar to their captors. And uh, they wonder what Korob and Sylvia are really like. And Spock thinks that maybe there's something just completely and totally alien. And boy, was he right. Uh, But they... uh, they decide that they must stop Korob and Sylvia, for obvious reasons, uh, but as they fail to break out of their chains, Sulu, Scotty, and now McCoy enter the dungeon, and Bones has a phaser. So Sulu unlocks Kirk while uh, Bones grabs him and tosses him towards the door, and we go elsewhere to a scene where Korob and Sylvia are arguing, and Korob says that Sylvia has forgotten what they were sent there for, and she says, I'm, not a, I'm just not a puppet, and you're, he calls her a traitor. So she says that she likes how they are right now. And she starts like touching herself. Not like that, but like <laughs> I, like, yeah, for, like rubbing her arms and listen, shit. Well, she just, we're, we're, we're <laughs>
1: learning that she just understanding the idea of, of feeling like it's like yeah. the way she, like she just not understand how humans feel. So for, so she's like enjoying the sensation of touching, like, and, like, Oh, this, feel, yeah. like, this is what touching is. And I guess it's very good that, um, it's very cool that it's not like how foreign it is, how foreign it is to them to even feel. Or they don't even understand right. human feelings or whatever. And and at this point yeah. right here, I was actually mad because I'm like, they missed the execution of the episode so bad. Because the idea about the episode actually I like, but I was like, man, I wish it was. I wish they had did this much better because I don't like her character and I don't like everything. I don't like what they're doing. I I find it was so kind of like not interesting to this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you 100 on that.
1: Yeah, like the idea of an alien not even understanding the concept of human. Uh, love and all stuff like that. That's actually a good, a good concept and a good idea. Like, actually, even the concept of you, the way you guys think is even foreign to us and the guys' love and connections and pleasure and everything is weird. So, we don't understand what that, all that means. So, when you first feel it, you're like, oh my God, what's the sensation? I like it. And it's so overwhelming, you know, which is why right. when you said earlier with somebody about her killing somebody for the, for the killing the guy and she wished him, uh, the feeling she got was a human emotion for killing and she didn't understand, but she enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like she's like, oh, I I enjoyed that feeling of of making him go away. So I feel like, so I I kind of feel like they could have did that much better of the idea of uh having them like not understanding the emotions and and like and like not not understanding even how to uh, react to it. I think that would have been right. better rather than what they did.
0: It, My bad, poorly
2: executed.
0: Yes, and, oh, yeah, uh, I agree. you know who
2: did it better in a way? Futurama and Bender did the what if uh oh, called yeah. the human like oh hey yeah, he
0: went to is... go eat nachos while pooping yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. you, you guys always re- reference Futurama and I never seen it oh you got well I've seen it maybe one or two times I remember there was the there was the metal robot dude but I never really wa- watched Futurama but I'm assuming a lot of references yeah, to Star it's, Trek and Futurama I'm assuming
0: it's, it's a very uh, it's very good and there are a lot of uh, like deep like physics and math jokes and stuff in there that uh, actually I watched that entire series through with the commentary as well and that just makes it so much better there's a lot of little stuff that uh, I didn't understand or that I just flat out missed. But, um, but anyway, yeah, she's feeling her sleeves and stuff, and she likes how she is, and she doesn't intend to leave, and Korob is upset that she's torching the crew. Uh, but she says that she finds it stimulating, and he says that uh, she's discarding everything they live by, and she says that now she lives by her own decisions, and he's a weak fool and he's like, "Well, I'm the one with the power," but she basically says that he's a coward and that he's afraid to use it. Man, they're really that embracing the, him.
2: they're they're really embracing their human emotions.
0: Yeah. I wonder why just like looking like a human makes them feel human. Like how does that make any sense? Hmm. I'm not sure if it I'm not
1: sure if it's like that or if it's the fact that anytime they contact with contact with a species, they uh, start to absorb whatever their connection to the world and feeling the, the feelings are and they just don't understand it
2: well why, why okay that, why, yeah that could be why didn't they uh
0: imitate spock then also i feel like she would have really liked being a cat too like that <laughs> probably <laughs> would have been some pretty cool sensations she didn't yeah.
2: she did knock anything off the table so i question if she really was a yeah. cat
0: yeah, you know what? That's something she didn't probably didn't get the uh, the joy of doing yet. But the first time she would have seen like a glass on the table and just knocked it over because she could, I bet she would have really enjoyed being a cat at that moment. <laughs> just the uh, the random destruction of of uh, of being a cat.
2: Oh, see, that's why Spock's on a cat guy because he doesn't understand the logic of a cat being an asshole.
0: That's true. That's fair. Um, but yeah, Kirk gets brought into the room, and uh, Sylvia has Korob take the uh, other people out of of the room. And uh Kirk asks if uh the other people being like Sulu, like basically the their mind controlled guards, uh Kirk asks if she's going to damage his mind as well, and she replies that there's no real damage, it's simply a drain of knowledge and will, and he's like, Well, that's that's kinda <laughs> damaging a little bit there. But yeah, you're gonna leave me uh uh dumb. <laughs> like great.
1: <laughs> well, just a couple <laughs> like, episodes just a ago, quick, didn't they erase uh, a while back? Yeah, they, and yeah, she and, just, then they and she her. just got it back. So maybe, maybe to them, the idea of having your mind wiped isn't extreme because they're able to recover it better at that time. Because when you're right. to her, they didn't really panic and lose their mind, and they, and and now she learned back what she erased. So maybe to them, I, I, I,
0: personally, I, I like
1: the I like the wording
2: "recover better better than educating, So <laughs>
0: yeah, re-educating sounds bad. Recovering doesn't yeah, so sound don't... too bad. <laughs> But they just got to send him to a re education camp. That's all. No, that's not, not a big deal. <laughs> it's
1: just when he said it, now I got it. I, I thought of Nazi immediately when he said that. I was like, oh, we can't be re educating. <laughs> like, that's not a good idea.
2: Recovering, that's all right. Cause you're just like, hey, we're going to uh, shoot all your memories back into you. Yeah.
1: We yeah. got to re educate her. Like, oh, wait a minute.
2: Wait. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't sign me up for that. <laughs>
0: So, uh, so she explains that uh, she comes from a world without sensation and her new experiences excite her. And, and Kirk wonders why uh, she needs him and his crew. And she says that uh, he has knowledge that she lacks. And she asks him to tell her about how it feels to have power. And uh, Korob is kind of watching behind a screen. He's like, I, I like where this is going. I'm really into this. <laughs> oh, and Because uh, at this point, uh, Kirk touches her shoulder and he just kind of moves his hand up to her face, really awkwardly, like he drags his hand up her neck to her face, and uh, she doesn't know if it's good or bad. It's the first time she's ever felt anything like that. And uh, the look on her face he shows asps. it's
1: good. Don't no no. She knows what's good. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. You know how it feels when somebody touched your skin for She she enjoyed that. <laughs> the look in her face. She's like, oh what what is this feeling? I want some more of this. Do, yeah. do you think
2: she would have been jealous, or do you think Kirk would have been jealous if she would been doing that to uh, Bones, like Bones was doing <laughs> that, and uh, Kirk's in the oh, background sure, like yeah. the
0: fuck? Be, yeah be, I, absolutely pick me yeah so uh so kirk asks about korob and she says that korob is a fool and that she will do fine without him and uh she says that she finds kirk is different and wonders why it would be so difficult to dispose of him it's cause he's the kirk he's honestly. the kirk Yep. and uh he takes a big step back and he's like well why don't you just probe my mind cause he's about to probe her that's for sure that's what he's gearing up for here
1: no and, uh, <laughs>
0: She uh she says that what she wants is uh, to join him, to join her mind uh, willingly. Is that and, what we're uh, calling she, it nowadays? Joining minds. Yeah, yes. the, the kids are calling it. Mind joining, yeah. So she tries to convince him that uh, he's going to have power and that she can give him anything he can imagine. And at this point, why the fuck not just say yes? Like, is being a starship captain as good as being able to do literally anything you could want to do at, at just a thought well, doesn't, um, well, doesn't do thought, do anyway. but doesn't Kirk already kind of do that anyway? Well, but the other thing is though, like if he loves being a starship captain and all this shit so much, and he can just make anything happen, then he could take that power and just be a starship captain. <laughs> like, he could have, the, he could have both. Like it doesn't have to be one or the other. He can take his power, make a starship, make his crew and just be a captain. Maybe
2: and then that, anything he wants to happen will happen. Maybe that's a testament to Kirk that he's not power hungry.
1: And he should be. He should. And also <laughs> and also like how do you really make But how do you really enjoy life when everything is 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 playing the way out you want it to be? Like Kirk, he has adventures, he has like he's, he's in danger put life on the line or whatever. If you if everything you want and life is given given for you. How how do you start enjoying life? Kind of like um the dumb um crap, the dumb uh, little Korean show, a uh, Squid Game, where you know like they, they, they he was so rich he can get everything he want in life. Life that have any more meaning because you get everything you want in life, which is why he started betting on life itself. So like I can't imagine you having everything you ever want. Then you you start enjoying life because you can have everything you ever want. So nothing becomes enjoyable anymore. So you just lose the sensation of getting it. So so you
2: you're you're basically saying in. Not in a bad way, but Kirk gets off on it by the thrill of you know not knowing he's if he's gonna make junkie. it or not. <laughs> yeah, he's no, just, he didn't jump.
1: Just, just he enjoys life. He enjoys the the bad and the good. He enjoys the struggle. He enjoys all stuff like he just enjoys it. So I can imagine him being the one to accept it. Now maybe bone like uh, maybe Bones or Scotty, I can see them be like, "Oh, we are here." <laughs> 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 I can see Scotty joining. This is the time of his life. You know, but, like, Kirk, a personality and yeah. everything is, I can't imagine him settling for a life where everything is laid out for him exactly how I want it to be.
0: Well, that's yeah, a, I agree. That's, that's a very fair point, yeah.
2: yeah I agree, see, uh, especially since, you know, Kirk is being known to be unpredictable.
0: Yeah, and, but just one time, I want the bad guy to say, hey, join me, and then the good guy to go, fuck it, all right, and then <laughs> they just go. They just go do stuff together. <laughs> Face Off would have been a better movie. Not that I, Not that it was a bad movie, but um so at this point kirk decides that his best course of action is to get behind her and uh oh, yeah. grab her but well, you know yeah. you gotta start somewhere yeah and he's just like hey you know what happens if i go along with this and then he just like kisses her cheek and and she says that everything uh would be theirs together and uh she says that uh he excites her and uh she's like why why do you excite me so much and he goes Cause I'm the motherfucking Kirk, and then he starts making out with yep. her. That's, that's funny. <laughs> uh, he, he's like, uh, it's the same reasons that uh, you excite me. And then uh, he says that she's a very beautiful woman, and uh, he kisses her as Korob watches from a dark corner <laughs> behind the screen. He, he is also he, finding excitement, perfect. but in a he's, different this, this way. The moment.
1: <laughs> he's feeling the perfect moment. We, like, where's his hands at? We're, we're Trying to figure out what. He pulls out his phone staff? and starts recording.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <He's>, <laughs>
1: How dare you touch this is that? She's up on Space
0: Tube. <laughs> <laughs> the old space space hub. hub. Space Hub. Yeah. Um, so she says that uh, she can be many women and she j- just suddenly changes how she looks and what she's wearing and so, she goes through a couple of different looks. She, one she of pulls them off is the like Mystique. Yeah. Yep. And. Uh, then she changes back to her original self and uh Kirk just Kirk yeah Kirk grabs her and uh starts making out with her again and then uh he asks if she has nothing like this where she comes from and she's like no we we do not have this and, we don't have uh, all the kissing
2: and touching
0: yep none of that and she says that her people are like feathers in the wind without the transmuter which is a really weird thing to just toss out there like I don't know about you guys, but when I'm making out with somebody, I don't just start throwing out <laughs> sensitive information. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> okay, see, I'm going I'm to I'm go back to this. That, that's exactly what the, the spy women do. They get in bed with you. They sleep with you. It's <laughs> like, you to talk about your job. Oh, man, my job sucks, man. The 80 or what if alpha man, they make it just drives me crazy. I don't know how to do it. And, and the code I put in it wasn't working I said, okay, baby, I just tell me all about your day. Next thing you know, you gonna give up that, all the codes. That takes years. All, all like, the secrets. Tell me
2: about E, e equals mc yeah, but, square. Okay,
1: the only excuse I'm giving this time is the fact that, like, so we can understand a level of pleasure, right? We know what we know levels like one to ten. For her, this is like yeah. twelve or thirteen. So like this is the most so she's so like she's so stuck in the pleasure that her mind is like going you know how it's so pleasure that her mind's yeah. stupid in what she's saying. So she's so so she's like lost track of what she's saying, and she, and she realized what she said. Which is why in two seconds yeah. when she said when she says accused him of deceiving her, she had a momentary moment, here I was like, Well, wait a minute, my mind's right, like this is a bad idea. But for that moment of that pleasure, her mind was like stupid and she's just blurting out everything.
0: Yeah. Yep. And, uh, but Kirk asks her what the transmuter is. And he's like, tell me about that transmuter, baby. And, uh, like, she says that, me. uh, she'll just teach him later. <laughs> talk, talk, talk transmuter to me, honey. And, uh, she just says that she'll tell him later. And, uh, he's like, oh, so your people do use tools because I got a tool for you. <laughs> and, uh, she says that, uh, it, it, uh, the transmuter only gives form. Uh, but he's, uh, he's teaching her substance so uh kirk asks if she hasn't changed her mind and uh she's not gonna go home and she says that her home is there with him and then they just keep making out and uh then they kind of break away and she's like wait a minute you're using me like (laughs) she just suddenly has like an epiphany she's like hold on he's he's asking me some really weird questions here And he's like she says that uh he's holding her in his arms but that there's no fire in his mind and uh so he says that uh, she's been using him and his crew the entire time, and his other crew members uh, then walk in with the phasers. So she threatens to destroy him and his crew and his ship and his worlds as uh, she has Kirk is escorted out, which actually was really good. Uh, a big really good bit of acting from her. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what a big double standard. I can use you, but you can't use me. Like, come on, Lee. Like, come on, This is a fair game. We're both using yeah. each other.
0: Yeah. Just because there ain't no fire in his mind don't mean there's not one in his pants. <laughs> come on. <laughs>
1: I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to let that go. I would let that work. That's a freebie.
0: So we go back to the enterprise and, uh, they talk words and basically the words say that they have made a dent in the force field. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Like at all. Then this is, this is one of those things that I didn't understand the cutaways. Cause like, they have a quick scene, like, okay, we did this, 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 and this, and we made a dent in the force field, and we know we can make it. And then the very next scene, Korob goes into the dungeon, and he releases Kirk and Spock, and he's like, oh, also, I freed the ship from the force field. So they they would have gotten out soon anyway, but, you know, I took care of it. Like, why even have the scene before that, then? Like, why show them trying to struggle to break this thing if he's just going to go, nah, it's cool, I got it.
2: Well, and at no point in the episode were they, besides when the ship was heating up, they really imply that the ship was in danger, like...
0: right. It was it was
2: on you know Kirk and then not the, really the ship.
1: Yeah. I, well, I I read that this was the first episode made for this season or whatever originally first episode made for the season. So I, I'm not sure what the issue was, but I think this is craply put together. Like yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not sure what the issue is, but I this, just this feels cut- like
0: a, we wrote it as we went along type yeah. of episode.
1: And like I the the cutting to the cutting to the other thing. I just I never enjoyed any of that this episode. And maybe it's because of the character who was there or whatever, but I felt like they kept wasting time doing this back and forth or whatever rather than to focus on the part that was interesting, which was uh, them on the planet.
0: So, wait, so you're telling me this was going to be the first episode of the season and that our first look at Chekhov was going to be him being an asshole because somebody offered to help? <laughs> and yes. I'm supposed to like this guy?
1: Yeah, so this was the first episode produced for the season, they said, so...
0: That's the introduction is him being a dick because somebody told him to do something and offered to help. And I was supposed to like this dude. Yes! No. (laughs) No. Oh, God. Uh, Anyway, Korob gives uh, Kirk his phaser and communicator back and he tells him that they have to leave. But Kirk, of course, refuses to leave without his men. And Korob's just like, they are not your men now. They are Sylvia's men. And she controls them and uh, he cannot control them and he cannot control her. So uh, he says that she has an insatiable desire for sensation and experience in her new human form, and that she's a great danger. And uh, he regrets that they could have entered the galaxy in peace. And uh, he reveals that you know they arrived using a transmuter. So yes, he did eventually want. He he initially wanted to go there peacefully and and, and talk things out and uh, you know exchange knowledge and all that stuff. But she done messed it up. But he doesn't have time to explain how a transmuter works or all this stuff. And he goes to escort Kirk and Spock out of the dungeon. So they, uh, they wander the halls and they hear basically like a cat slash wildcat screaming. And they turn a corner and see a shadow of a big ass cat. So uh, Kirk's he's just kind of like, why is this a cat? <laughs> and, and Spock says that uh, it's the most ruthless and terrifying of animals as far back as the saber tooth tiger. Which makes sense. But at the same time, does Spock not know about Canadian geese? <laughs> because Canadian geese are fucking ruthless, and they'll fight a car, dude. A goose don't give a fuck. They'll open up their wings and they will break your arm. They do like geese do not care. Like if she wanted to be terrifying, she should have been a Canadian goose. That that's all. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever fucked with a goose, but just don't don't fuck with a goose. So uh, Korob uh, he thinks he can stop her, but uh, Kirk pulls his phaser and he says that he'll handle it. Uh, He then notices that the phaser is out of energy and he says, well, son of a bitch, we could have just jumped Scotty and Sulu at any time, but we didn't know it. So Korob suddenly decides for some reason that he's not going to handle it and he leads them another way as the uh, cat, which is absolutely huge, chases them through the hallways. So they go back to the dungeon for some reason and Spock notices that the hole in the ceiling that they fell through is still there. So Kirk Kirk, uh, boosts them up and out as the cat approaches the door and then... uh, Korob goes to the door for some reason to look out. Like he doesn't know that there's a gigantic cat out there, and uh, the big cat knocks the door uh, onto him, and it's a very heavy door, so he can't get it off himself. And uh, Kirk tries to lift it off of Korob, but it's way too heavy. And they don't—they don't say that Korob lives or dies here, but I, obviously I, at the end he lives. Yeah, I, I, I kind of assumed that he had like the door had crushed him. Yeah, because he just lays there like after after Kirk tries to help him and just gives up. Uh he just lays there. So I was pretty sure he was dead. He like, uh, he's like gone without me. Yeah, I'm just going to lay under this door by this big ass cat. Which so, if the cat
2: if the cat could have changed her size, why didn't she make herself smaller to get in the room than make herself bigger once she had right. entered the room?
0: Yeah, she could have easily gone into that room. So Kirk grabs the uh wand that Korob had this entire time and he tosses it up the hole to Spock before uh being helped from the hole himself. And when he gets to the top, McCoy attacks him with a Morning Star. Uh, but Kirk avoids it and manages to push McCoy away. So we get a quick, uh, just a quick little fight scene uh, with uh, Kirk and McCoy fighting. And Scotty attacks Spock with a Morning Star as well. And uh, Kirk knocks McCoy out with a punch. And then Sulu shows up doing a martial arts pose. I don't know why they don't let him use his fencing like he has shown he can do. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then it's it's I always find it funny when uh when Sulu does does whatever, but the stunt his stunt though I think he had a stunt double in this fight and he didn't look nothing like him. It, look, it, look, it looked oh, it pretty I didn't bad. even look. Yeah, bro, I I'd be noticing it.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I didn't even look at that. Uh, fight scenes for me are just a uh, a chance to take really easy notes and basically say they fight. <laughs> oh yeah, see, <laughs> so and fight scenes got, for I me, I'm always watching to
1: see the technique or whatever because I want to see how they how they do things uh back in the
0: days.
2: Yeah, the, the fight scene not that good, honestly.
0: No, it wasn't terrible, but yeah, yeah it was just super. For Star quick.
1: Trek they are all always been corny. The only great one's been the one where he fought the lizard. That was awesome, but most of them have been well, kind and, of. Uh, real quick.
0: And Matt Decker fighting the security guard—that was <laughs> yeah. a good one.
1: Oh, and then Spock and then was Spock Kirk fight each other. That was a good one. Yeah, but, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, very... If
0: they would have cut out all the little Enterprise scenes, they probably could have had a decent little fight scene here. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, Spock does the uh, Vulcan nerve pitch to Scotty and knocks him out and then uh, Kirk catches one of Sulu's kicks and throws him against the door and that knocks him out but McCoy starts to get up with his weapon just like the uh, security
2: guards they get knocked out really easily
0: yeah everybody on the uh, on the ship seems to uh, just get knocked out with like one hit you know for being military uh, they don't have a very high tolerance of pain no no no, just all glass jaws on that ship (laughs) Nobody, nobody can take a punch but uh, so, yeah, McCoy gets up and he starts to go after Kirk and uh, Spock alerts Kirk. And so Kirk just uh, knocks McCoy out again real easy. Just another another quick punch. And uh, they talk about, you know, Kirk and uh, Spock talk about how, hey, it's a good thing we found our crew and we, we got them all, you know, wrangled up in one place, too. Uh, but then they hear the cat approaching. So Kirk runs back and grabs the wand and he uh, tells Sylvia that he has the transmuter now. And so Sylvia transforms from the cat back to her human form, and she tries to get close to him. She's, like, giving him compliments. She's like, ooh, your shirt is so nice, and your your pecs are, like, medium-sized. And uh, <laughs> they then, uh, Get old, your pecs are medium-sized. Yeah, yeah, it gets me every time. Wow. <laughs> and Spock warns Kirk. He's like, hey, don't let her touch the wand. And so she's like, shit. She backs off.
2: Oh, and, he, uh, he should had
0: been like, which wand?
2: Yeah, a guy <laughs> trying to like the, him to the, get the lower yeah. wand.
0: <laughs> uh, but she like runs her hand down her chest to the crystal on her necklace, and then uh, she and Kirk teleport back to the throne room, leaving Spock in the hallway. And he's like, "Damn, dude, nobody ever includes me in anything. Like, guess I'll start gathering up these bodies or something." So uh, he's like, "When's it gonna be my turn?" <laughs> yeah, poor poor Spock. He had a lady once. He just had to be high on a flower to to be with her. <laughs> never a good uh, sign oh man yeah so sylvia uh, demands the transmuter from kirk and he wonders if maybe it's the source of her power but she says that it's merely an amplifier and she says her mind is really the source and her transmuter is simple but uh, kirk's transmuter has the key but he doesn't know how to use it so she offers to teach him if he stays with her and uh, he asks why she needs him and she says that she just needs his dreams and his ambition and then she de- demands a transmuter, but he's just like, no. And uh, she tries to convince him again, asking if he knows what he's giving up, saying that uh, she's she's all women. She's every woman. And then she, like, kneels down in front of him and, like, grabs his waist really weird. <laughs> I, I don't know where this was going. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's like, I know what you want. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, uh, he throws her off and says that uh, he doesn't know what she is, but she ain't no woman. And he said he, but uh, you're not a up. woman.
1: And at that moment <laughs> I said, "Yo, this cannot can I this can I air it nowadays?" uh uh-uh. The <laughs> yeah. PC culture is going <laughs> to attack this. The P- yeah. They're going to attack this quick.
0: You yeah, you know they, lady.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah, they, they going to take this real quick. So I was like, "Oh, okay."
0: So uh so he starts to back away and he talks about how she tortured his men and she took their minds and then she gets up and she's holding a phaser. And she says that Korob was wrong and she didn't destroy all of their weapons. She still has the one. And she points it at him and demands a transmuter, but Kirk says, I'm over this fucking bullshit. And he just slams it on the table. So there's a, a big flash of light. And uh, then he finds himself outside holding his phaser. And uh the rest of the crew approach from behind him and they're like, What the hell happened? Uh, apparently he's like, they well, all I'm became gonna a, have to explain uh, it later.
2: Apparently they're regained conscience after he he smashed it.
0: Yeah, they were only them being knocked out was an illusion. They just didn't know <laughs> it. <laughs> So uh, yeah, it's gonna need some explaining later. And Scotty notes that everything has vanished. And Kirk says, "Well, not everything." And he points to these two little bird-sized blue creatures on the ground. And I said, "What the fuck is this?" They're like uh, yeah. making this weird little noise, and they look like little Muppets. And I don't know what the hell any of this is. I don't know what they are, but as far as coming up with a new alien
2: design,
1: I, yeah, I-, it's I like something. It. Yeah, it's, it's- they're not humanoid. Well, the, the well the thing is that ending actually is the right ending it's just the, the middle and the way they got there was the issue like i like i like the fact that they were actually truly alien and the, and the, everything about them was an illusion based on our our idea of humans yeah i, 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 I thought like the uh, humanoids yeah
2: because i thought they were going to be some kind of like uh energy creatures from another universe or another galaxy like they've kind of done in the past i was going
1: yeah, we that we never Physical thought it was gonna be like this. Like, that, yeah, I was like, oh man, they look like little ants or something, they would they look different. Yeah, so
0: yeah, they were just real weird little blue dudes. Uh, they are our cover image for this uh episode as well, by the of way. Of course, um, there are I have a few more issues that I'll get to here in a second, but uh, Kirk says that uh, those little thingies are Korob and Sylvia in their real forms, and that everything else was an illusion. And I was like, dude. You made out with one of those, <laughs> like just, 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 so you know, you, you made out with one of those. Hey, uh, hey, they all can't be winners. Yeah, no, you know. Uh, so Spock finds it fascinating, and he says he wants to preserve and study them, but then they just start dying, and they like smoke comes. They they start dying. Yes, they start dying, and uh, smoke comes off of them. So yeah, they're 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 goners. And uh, McCoy remarks that uh, everything was just illusion, and uh, well. Kirk replies that, "Uh, well, it wasn't all an illusion, but, you know, Jackson is actually dead. So that that's a bit of an issue, uh, which at least he's like showing remorse these last few episodes for his crew members that have died. Like if you remember in the Apple, he was real upset that he lost people. Maybe the entire first season he's like, LOL, six dead. I don't give a shit. But now he's just like, no, Jackson.
1: Maybe I'm somebody sorry. mentioned something about it or something. Brought it up. Yeah.
0: Uh, so then Kirk just calls the Enterprise to have them beamed up and they continue on their uh, their five-year mission. But I feel like they could have just collected the alien bodies to study. Like, if you really wanted to study them, you, you could have yeah. just picked those up as well.
2: Yeah, you grab some space tongs and, you know, put it in a bag.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. I just, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, that is the, uh, that's the end of that one. And I think uh, I'll probably start this one off just by saying I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. There was a lot that could have been done better. It, like I said, it felt like it was just kind of thrown together as they were filming it and uh, little blue alien things were weird. How did those things ever make a transmuter? Like, how did they make that technology or that magic or whatever? They like don't even really have arms. They have little spindly fucking things.
1: Good point. They did say that um they, were, they, they didn't want to be a pet. Maybe they're just a, um like there's a, a powerful, more powerful creature that creates stuff and they just do something. I don't know. I just yeah, feel very weird. I don't know.
0: It was. they looked like they had a weird like sea creature tail that made me uneasy. I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> It was weird. What are those eyes or ears? I don't know that either. Uh yeah, it was an okay episode.
1: Like we we say we we need eyes to see and whatever, but who's to say that other things don't see out of other things? Like Hey, or, don't
0: you get deep on me. You're well, like
1: I'm just saying like that's the idea about it. You know, like we use our eyes to see, but maybe people use the eyes to hear. Or, whatever, or, like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the, the eyes are fulfilling. I don't know. Like, we, we, you know, we can't really define, I mean, though. What they, it looks like they, they're definitely them, so. They have,
2: like, the daredevil senses. That's how they see. Like, yeah.
1: but you yeah, did, I mean, you they're have definitely complaining alien. a lot they're about humanoid. All, aliens being humanoid. You know, that's what you would complaining yeah, about, that's about that's, a lot a of lot, times. Yeah, that's that's, that's time, what I'm saying.
0: So. They're, they're alien. They're not humanoid. So, that's fine. Like, I, I'll take that as a win. They were just really fucking weird. Yeah. And, uh, like, I don't think that, like, I would have been okay with that alien in another context. I don't feel like that style of alien fit what happened in this episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, but whatever. Like I said, it's not great. It's not terrible. It just kind of is what it is. Um, Paul, do you want to talk about this one?
1: Uh, man. Can I just say, man, and that's it? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It was all Ain't right. No I mean, it, was, it wasn't terrible. I just thought I could have did it better if you gave me a, a, a camera and about $45. <laughs> like, what's your <be> girl here? <laughs> like, I can, <laughs> I can make this episode. I can make actually give me the whole all, everything that's in here. Give me messed it when mess I can make it a lot better. I just thought it was very, uh, especially with the standard they have this season, of like bangers of the bangers of the bangers. They have this going on that's gonna make this scene so much worse because last three episode yeah. we watch were so good. Like the the CGI was yeah the the acting was yeah you know that had, had kind of it, it was kind of generic with the. Uh, Kinda generic, whatever. The one thing I do, the one thing I do like about the episode is the idea of, of uh, the first time actually getting emotions and overreacting because you don't understand emotions. That I could get behind, and I think they could have put that angle a lot better in it to where these creatures were acting a certain way because they didn't understand the idea of human emotions and they only cared about the idea of pleasure because because once they felt pleasure, it was so pleasurable they want to keep feeling that feeling, whatever. So that's so that's right. where, where they were they, where they were the You know, there, there were smarter ways to do it. But you know, it's not. Ter- I mean, yeah, I'm not. I mean, it's not really terrible. It's just kind of. It's kind of thrown in there, like yeah, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, it's it's a low spot among high spots so far, and I yeah. think that didn't help it. Yeah, like yeah, not said. the worst.
1: Not 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 you know not the worst, but no,
0: it's like not 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 the best. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Dan, how do you feel about this one? I'll just leave it at this.
2: I enjoy talking about the episode more than I did watching it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Great point. Yeah
0: uh unfortunately our next episode is season two episode eight i mud I, I know you can't wait to watch this episode very mud uh it yeah, says, I don't, they, I they don't take over takeover
1: leads kirk to his old nemesis henry mud
0: <laughs> he's not even an old nemesis he's a, <laughs> a fucking dude he encountered just, one time this is the guy from the
1: mudsmen thing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yes dude, i never Muds watched women, that episode yeah. bro i never even got i am might watch yeah. it now yeah you better go watch it yeah i, I gotta watch it now for sure I, that's the one one of the ones i missed
0: He's not an old nemesis. He's a dude he met once. Bra- Bra- Brandon, <laughs> I, I've been
2: waiting for this episode to come up because I know how much you love Mod, So, Well,
0: unfortunately, guys, this is where we're going to have to put a stop to the podcast for real. Uh, <laughs> even, there's not going to be any more episodes after this Get one because they, they stopped making Star Trek episodes after this one. There are no of course, more. Of course. So, series, series over. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, that's I don't have anything else to say about this one. Do you no, guys have no. anything else to say with, about this one?
1: Uh, no, but I, I also, once again, want to thank you guys for uh, listening to us and downloading us. We appreciate it. Like I said, we're over 3K right now. We're I don't know where we're headed to. Maybe we'll be 4K soon, 5K, whatever it is. Uh, Appreciate all you guys. Uh, uh Tell your friends. I don't listen to us. I mean, we're just three dudes talking about Star Trek and seeing that people want to hear us talk about it. So uh, join us. Become part of the uh, crew. And, uh,
0: yeah, welcome. And uh, if you guys don't have anything else, then that is going to be the end of it for me. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time.
1: Later.
2: Sayonara.